You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Tuesday. It's a pop culture Tuesday here on the Steve Day Show, podcast edition, exclusively on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are standing by. Good afternoon to you, gentlemen. We would love it if you guys would let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. We just wrapped up production for today's CRTV television show. Let's give the audience a taste of what is to come. Todd, I'll start with you today. What do you want to tempt the audience to subscribe to CRTV today with? Well, we had a um, pretty intense conversation about um, Alex Jones wars that are ongoing. Uh, how? What kind of hand have we been played? How are we playing it? How should we be playing it? Uh, there was uh, some differing opinion uh, on the panel. There's obviously differing uh, opinion, uh, vastly differing opinion out in the uh, social media world at large. Um, it's it. We're in this tough position of. Well, I don't even know if we agreed. I, I, I was just about to say we it's a game we have to play, but I don't even know if we agreed on that. So, um, going forward. Um, we got to get this sorted out or we lose. Aaron. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's the discussion on the roundtable was really good uh, and it was illuminating for all the most unfortunate reasons uh, based on, you know, juxtaposing what was said on the roundtable versus what we saw on social media yesterday surrounding InfoWars and Alex Jones. Also, there's an Easter egg as well towards the beginning of the show that you won't want to miss. <laughs> yes, indeed. You don't want to miss that. So if you want to subscribe to CRTV to check out that Easter egg and all the other stuff we do each day at CRTV, from our show to the great one, Mark Levin, and the entire team here at CRTV, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, is how you can get a discounted subscription. It'll cost you just about a quarter a day. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, to get access to our show and every single show exclusively here at CRTV. All right, gentlemen, let's get on with today's podcast. It is a Pop Culture Tuesday. And this is when we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And there's been this recent trend that I am disturbed by on both sides of the equation. And this, this recent trend is at a moment when a young athlete is seemingly at their zenith or a filmmaker, in the case of James Gunn, is at their zenith. Let's dig into their Twitter accounts, find horrific things they've said in the past, 
In the case of one of these athletes, former Villanova basketball star Dante DiVincenzo, it's what he posted on social media, I think when he was 14 or 15 years old. Right. In the case of James Gunn, it's it's really, I, I wouldn't call them jokes. I, I don't I don't know what pedo humor, humor is. It's disgusting. All right. But these were, in many cases, about 9 or 10 years old, if I recall, correct? So let's go in there. And I think what happened to James Gunn was in response to what the left has been doing to these athletes. And so some of our friends on the right said, hey, if that's the standard we're going to live by now, okay. And again, as I said earlier this week, I don't believe in in fighting like the left, meaning I don't believe in lowering our standards to theirs. I do believe in holding them accountable to their own standard. I do believe in that. Absolutely. And I think allowing somebody to unilaterally impose a phony baloney standard on you isn't the high road. That's dumb. That's dumb. So if we're going to say this is this is the standard, it's the standard. I am I'm I'm concerned about this story though, guys. A, that this is the new media trend that we're doing this. But I'd be lying too if I said I wasn't concerned that we've now had four athletes, three in Major League Baseball in the last month, who just wrote and said, I don't know how else to put it, these things are just freaking vile, man. Vile. I don't know how else to put it. They're just vile. And what blows me away is these are young men that grew up in the new progressive. These are millennials like Aaron. Grew up in the new progressive, enlightened, diverse America. They're in professional pursuits that are among the most diverse industries, subcultures you'll find in the country. So it's not like they're not around people of different persuasions all the time. This is not your stereotypical sheltered redneck kid, right? These are, you know, these are these people are off. These are athletes that are often in situations. I think Dante DiVincenzo might have been the only white player or one of the only white players that played major minutes for Villanova's national championship team, for example. So on one hand, I am disturbed that this is the new media trend. Let's hang these guys by what they said when they were teenagers. And then let's go and, you know, ruin James Gunn's career. Now, the James Gunn thing to me is different to some extent. And no, it's not different because he's a lefty. I have no idea what the politics of these athletes are. To me, the, it, it's different for Disney being directly in the business of family and child inter- children's entertainment to have one of its filmmakers doing, uh, you know, humor about molesting and abusing children. You know what I mean? That, to me, it's a little different. Agreed. I can see why Disney sat there and thought, guys, first of all, we're Disney. James Gunn's a great filmmaker. We can go get 25 filmmakers like James Gunn. We're Disney. We're not some independent outfit here. And we just bought Marvel and we just bought Fox. Okay. We we are the we we are the world. They are. They're they they are the world right now. They 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 are it. So I can see why Bob why you know Mr. Iger and the team at Disney just took a look at that and said, uh, we're not Baylor football. 
where we're going to just lie to ourselves about who Art Bryles is because we've never won like this before. And I don't really care that a former pro wrestler named Batista won't return to his role if I don't bring James Gunn back because I'll just go get a better person to do the role the next time. We're freaking Disney. We get who we want. I don't have to make any compromises on any level at all. I don't take any baggage on at all. We're number one, two, three, four, five, and six in this in this ranking. So I can see why Disney made the business decision they made, right? Yes. Okay. But I am concerned that this is, A, the new media trend. Let's hang people by what they wrote when they were kids. But I'm also really concerned that we've got young people out there, despite all they've been taught, they, they've probably been exposed to more diversity curriculum and sensitivity than any generation of human beings in the history of God's creation. And yet this stuff is just freaking vile. So I'm concerned about this new, this new battlefront flashpoint in the culture on both sides. Let's start there. Todd, I want you to handle the media because that's your stereotype. That's you know that's your in, your subject matter. That's where you come from is the media world. Aaron, I want you to handle the millennial aspect of this. So Todd, I'm going to start with you. What's the goal here? When they get together in the newsrooms and they're like, let's just dig through what Dante DiVincenzo put on Instagram at at 15. And let's find out what a Milwaukee Brewers pitcher no one heard about until tonight's All-Star game put on Twitter when he was 17. The goal of this, you believe, having worked in newsrooms, knowing how they operate, you believe this, this line of, 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 of journalism is, is, is created in order to do what? It's just perpetuating uh, the woke narrative. It is uh, the yin to Sarah Zhang's yang. She, she, uh, look at you speaking of vile. What's the difference, Steve? She's employed there. Uh, so when you step on the gas in that direction, uh, you've got to step on the brakes hard in the other direction. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what they're, uh, doing. And they are, like you said, uh, they don't need to know, nor do they care, Steve, where is this 22 year old politically aligned whose side no he can just be they can be the foil that they need in that particular time it's convenient and they'll run with it they, they you need to keep feeding the woke beast so it, you view this as um this is their lena dunham this is leftist clickbait this is this is just can't yeah. there's not a goal there's not a policy goal or this is just you know feeding the beast yeah, and, that's all that this and is. In you your know view. people have newspapers have a really hard time selling their product mm -hmm. the, the media does but what what did what do these examples have in common everybody's watching the final four everybody's watching well not like they used to but there's a ton of eyes on the all-star game that aren't on a, on a lot of other you won't believe what this white yes. entitled yes. athlete tweeted yes. now that so it's their version of clickbait oh yes so this is you won't believe what oh yes trump said this and then you won't believe what cnn how yes. cnn react and just so lest anybody think i i know i've said it before that like clickbait is just like a thing We've latched on to and say, I, I've seen it with my own eyes at the, especially at the end, the last three years there, we were trained, we had to know, we, we, we were trained in 
interpreting the software. We had to look at our metrics. We had to see what was getting clicks or not. Mm -hmm. We had to write stories. Uh, the topics and the way we wrote accordingly was supposed to change in order to get clicks up. Which is why you have those headlines like you wouldn't, you won't yes. believe what yes. so-and-so said now. So right. this is as real as it gets. I mean, I was even listening to a sports show this morning because, you know, I know the the term in and of itself ha- is is largely a pejorative now. It's a negative. But even in, in any sort Clickbait, of... Pro- the term? Is yeah, that what you... Yeah, yeah, got it. Even in a professional setting, I was listening to a sports show and a whole other subject matter. And he and one of the guys who co-hosts the show is a reporter for CBS Sports, and which owns two four seven Sports, the college sports reporting network. And he just mentioned, you know, CBS has a new corporate edict now that um, they want as many gallery click through articles as possible because the page views, the vertical page views on those is a lot higher than reading actual texts. Yes. And that goes to yes. what you're what you're describing that this this that, so in this case this is just a business model. Yes. Do you think? Yes. Cuz I don't I don't well I don't see anybody being won over either way on this. This is just grist for the mill basically. It yes, yeah, so it's it's it I mean they are woke doesn't just suddenly kick in. It's not like one woke they're woke all the time whether it's good business or not. We've also talked about that. I mean, mm-hmm. they they will plummet. Because uh, I, I largely see a lot of this content that they write on that side of the media as content for other media people, more so oh, than well, the average that, American. The, there's no greater circle jerk than amongst yeah. media types. A- absolutely. But here is a place where they can actually maximize their business for a lot of time you know maybe nine days out of ten um it's burning the place uh down and and happy to do it but there all of a sudden everybody is going to sites that they would never visit because it's part of their life the sports world and the sports world over uh, crosses over into uh true crime so to speak i mean people love that crap all right, let's come back to that soon. Ta- or Aaron, over to you now. I think um, from kind of the consumer millennial perspective, I think this is purely masturbatory uh, because it's just <laughs> um, it's just another way for them to feel like, hey, all of the propaganda that you that I've been fed about who uh, people who are not like me are is all true, and they're all homophobes. It's it's like uh, I, I want to say a carrot on the stick um kind of uh it's it's like it's like uh, it's the stereotype of you know leaving a piece of candy on the ground to get you know et to follow you i think it's i think i've got that reference down um it yeah, is they were just, Reese's pieces yeah Reese's yeah. pieces or whatever uh it's just oh yeah you need to be reminded that um that everybody who's not like you uh, are homophobes and are bigots and are this and that. So I think it's just a way of, I, I think the people who read this stuff like it because it just makes them feel like they were right, which makes them feel good. So tell me about your generation. Tell me how we are having a generation that's been exposed to more diversity, more sensitivity mm-hmm. than any generation in the history of humankind. And yet, we have this rash of pro athletes in your generation who are involved in very diverse pursuits. Oftentimes, they're one of the, if it's basketball, they might be one of the few white people on the team. If it's baseball, it's, you know, baseball is pretty split right now between black, brown, and white. So they're surrounded by people of different beliefs, persuasions all of the time. 
and they've been completely worked over with diversity and sensitivity training. So where is does this need to repeat these vile words and these vile stereotypes and things of that nature that are coming up in these Twitters, the, the Twitter accounts? Why, where's that coming from? In your generation, help me to understand that. Like the James Gunn stuff. Oh, I think I. No, not the James Gunn stuff. Uh, I mean the racist stuff of the pro athletes. Oh, oh, um, I. Well, I, I don't know. I, I guess I misunderstood the the uh, I know. original the original question. The only thing that would make that that true, Steve, is if everything you just said was not true. Because maybe maybe we haven't been. Um, exposed to certain types of diversity and maybe we're not actually uh, around diversity it may appear that way from the outside and we may use the words diversity and tolerance but maybe what we're being conditioned for is the exact opposite and so maybe that's where that comes from i mean i'm I'm offended at the gotcha practice that todd just described i'm offended that that material is out there for them to play gotcha with though you know what i'm saying Yeah. yeah So you think you have a theory as to why this stuff is out there despite how worked well, over his generation's been by sensitivity. What is it? Well, that's the, 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 uh, they've been exposed to diversity, but more than that is what they've exposed to in terms of uh, a soullessness, a, a if it feels good, uh, do it. And look at what that is like. I mean, forget just words, man. That's like chopping off body parts to self-actualize. That's how far we've gone uh, down this road. And more than anything is a parent, Steve, and you are about to uh, release one out into the wild here permanently when she becomes 18. I've got four years left on Mm -hmm. my oldest. More than anything, I want to make sure that she remembers when she walks out my door, I'm a sinner. Because then... At least you've got what it takes. And you've got that tool to say, well, this feels good, but that's, that, that's not my bottom line. All these, in those moments when they say these hateful things, I've, I've met some, I've been around enough of these, these posers. They don't, like, they don't really mean it at a DNA level. They, in the moment, they're emotional or they got some kind of tough guy. I mean, most people who say really dumb racist things aren't hardcore sign me up for the clan tomorrow. They're just fake tough guys, whatever. And in that moment, it felt good and they did it. How is that different from every other issue of wokeness we talk about at the end of the day it's like how how dare you uh question my truth well this was this guy's truth in the moment Mm -hmm. it's it's vile but so is wokeness it's all vile and they have been drinking this aaron's generation from a fire hose i mean heck you and i look back and we 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 see the seeds and where it was in our own lives but we still had uh certain hedges of protection around us that were, were far closer to uh you know idyllic um family ties episodes that the Aaron's generation never had that do I hear you saying because I think that's really spot on what you just said and to use a somewhat basic more crude example what I hear you saying is why are you shocked that after the dog doo-dooed on your carpet and then you handed him the cleaning wipes to clean it up. Yeah. All he did was just smear it in the carpet yes. more. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah. That the very worldview yes. that unleashed hedonistic nihilism, self-actualization, all right? Um, well, since what's in ourselves is sinful, 
when we say it's this Diet Coke ad that's annoying the hell out of me. Whenever I go to the movies, I see this Diet Coke ad, this really pretty girl, she opens up a Diet Coke, starts drinking it, and then there's a line. And every time I see this at the movies, she says, whatever it is, just do you. Yeah. And every time I say out loud in the theater, what if you suck? Yeah. What if you suck? Amy gets mad at me. But I do every time. What if you suck? <laughs> what if you Do we want Ted Bundy to just do you? Yeah, exactly. Right? Do you want Kim Jong-un to just do you? Yeah. What if we, do you think Diet Coke and the people who made that commercial want Donald Trump to do just do you? <laughs> right? So right away, now we agree, there must be some boundary somewhere on Just Do You, so then yes. what is it? And that's the irony of what we talked about on the television sh- show. You you know, we don't want to be attached, and rightly so, to Alex Jones, but guess who's responsible for Alex Jones? The woke Absolutely. worldview of You're right. the left. I've said that before. You're exactly right. That if we didn't have ABC News publishing fake indictment stories that caused the stock market to collapse like they did a few months ago, yeah. Um, and cost people hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. uh, and then there would be no yeah. there would be no market for this. Yeah. I, I agree if we didn't with have you. the whole notion of your truth, how can you have a notion of your truth, my truth, their truth, and not have sixteen year old hillbilly racists just realize, hey, this feels good? But you right know, now. we're hearing this on the right. Yeah, I won't mention any names. There are some very prominent people on the right. They like to use the language of I'm standing in my truth when mm. defending the, their lifestyles yes, the way they yes. live. Yes, but how is that not where this how do, goes? How do, we know, how do you know your truth is true? How do you know that? What would be the standard by which you would know your truth is true? What would be the standard by which you would know you doing you? How do you have any standard at all for your truth being better than his truth, her truth, Yeah, their how truth? would you know? So you're the, there was one of the women's sports teams at the University of Virginia, I thought it was, that and I don't know what the song was that came out during spring break they had done some kind of photo and they had, they were or maybe it was a video and they were singing a crude rap song that had racially charged lyrics and a bunch of social justice warrior blogs lost their minds over that what I hear you saying Todd is these young women have been told their entire lives the same people teaching them diversity and sensitivity are teaching them self-esteem self-actualization you do you and since they've been told you do you and they like the song, there's no, they don't have a need for self-awareness because they're standing in their truth. Yeah. And so they just say, hey, I like the song. I don't, you know, I'm, I, and I'm not a racist because I'm basically good. Yeah. It felt good when you wrote this song yeah, with these so lyrics. Yeah, so it feels good for me to sing good, along. Yes. Now you're telling me I can't sing it. Then you're telling me if I don't sing it because I think it's racially charged, I'm a racist if I do sing it, and I'm a racist if I don't want to take part in it because it's a bad song. I so thought I got to just me, do yeah, me. Yeah, you're telling me that uh, being a white guy is not good enough, so yeah, just being me is not an option. That is, that is, that is a, that's a fact. Aaron, as you watch your generation, what do you think of Todd's hypothesis here? That well, you can't on one hand tell people they're basically good and you do you, and then when you do that, and then you hand them lighter fluid, don't be shocked when they light the damn place on fire with it, basically. Well, yeah, that's basically what I said in my last answer. And Todd just put more flesh on it. It's um, what you said is, you know, we've been exposed to more diversity and tolerance and had more diverse experience. That's none of that is true because the root of the worldview throughout any or all of those experiences is one that does that's that that does not champion true diversity uh instead it uh really it really champions intolerance of anybody who doesn't think like you 
And thinking like you means um, throughout pretty much my entire lifetime and for the last several decades, um, the people who are instilling the worldviews in my generation are Marxists. And we go back to the conversation about intersectionality um, and pitting groups of people against each other. That's basically what Todd just described. So if you're at the bottom of the intersectionality totem pole, tough crap, man. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Todd just put basically more flesh on what I said is that we haven't really not, we've not been uh, instilled or exposed to true diversity or any of that. What we've been instilled with is intolerance for basically anything that has to do with absolute truth or transcendent morality. And we've called that the diversity. Yeah. You know, what's ironic is we're having a big debate in the church right now about whether how much of the stuff that you are describing, Todd, to inject into our churches for racial reconciliation, right? That's the big conversation we're having. Because if I take the point you made, I think is really profound, that you can't on one hand tell sinners they're fine just the way they are, and you do you, hand them lighter fluid, and then be shocked when they... when this sinful nature takes over and they light the place on fire with it, right? Right. So then what I hear you saying is that really a right relationship with God is pretty much the only barometer that um, tells us whether or not me being me is a good thing. Or there needs to be a new me. Right. Or a different side of me. Or this part of me needs to go away because it's not, it's not right. And if I don't have that barometer, if I don't have that sensor, if I don't have that... Um, when the church itself doesn't have that barometer right. anymore, really. Right. Good and, grief. I mean, we, I, I, I've planned several times to have a conversation. Is it Cardinal McCarrick? Is that the... Yes. Okay. I've planned a few times about us having a conversation about it. And then I've just, and then you every time no I no objection from me. Every time, and here's why we haven't done it. There's a, there's a new, there's a new admission every day. It seems like, this is like another Harvey Weinstein, right? It was an open secret. We all knew. Yeah. Well, and so every time we, every time we go to talk about it, what, what happened yesterday, there's a whole new angle to this. The lie goes, the rabbit hole goes deeper. And so I haven't put it on the docket for us to discuss just because this thing just seems like a whirling dervish that just isn't going to stop. I don't, you know, I don't know what the ramifications of the story are because new fronts in this story pretty much emerge almost daily now. Am I wrong about that? No, you know, you it, know? and it's so it's a drip, drip, drip right now. And I, so ironically, the culture pagans are outing pagans for yeah, pagan paganism. Yeah, we in the church are now debating whether we want to sign up for this exact new paganism that the pagans are outing themselves as not being sufficient, not getting the results that they want. There's an irony there, isn't there? Oh, a, t- a terrible one. I, it, this this podcast on top of the television show today, it, it's it's a, you know we we have fun. we need some funny stuff with well, Bicycle no, Hole tomorrow. By the way, we, Aaron, we, Stat. Yeah. we have fun. It's 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 as you, it's way better than going down a mine shaft, as you like to say. But when we have these conversations, Steve, uh, we are systemically screwed. Yeah, as a people right now, systemically. 
and and like i said uh many times before we we are doing it within the confines of uh a gated community no culture no culture would have survived this as as uh as long as we have and will so far this level of decadence can survive far longer that's why i don't think we quite know where it's going to go it's going to fall but other cultures just have you no, know, uh, you know. There, there's the elites. Most people are poor. You know, um, ultimately that gives way to the kind of overthrow and tumult that is pretty predictable. We I, we don't know because our our means right now. Uh, a roaring economy or not, we still have a a middle class. We still go out on our weekends and our kids go play their soccer and things like that. Meanwhile, we are absolutely falling apart. Things are dire. And I listen. I'm going to go this weekend, and but there's there's a diversion. There's there's something to watch, or my kids are going to play soccer. I am going to enjoy it. But it it doesn't take anything away from the fact that we are systemically broken right now. You know, I think though you're right. But when you go to the scriptures, times of great judgment. Yeah. What does God say to his people? You are being punished. Um, in order to show me that you understand why you're being punished, mm-hmm. I need you to behave like you claim to believe. In other words get married have kids tend to your lands be good stewards of your resources in other words it's okay to still find joy in the mundane of day to day even if systemically how can the righteous prevail of the foundations be destroyed Mm -hmm. right yeah that even if the earthly foundations are destroyed god is still on the throne Mm-hmm. And even at the t- even when he when he saw when he he says even to his covenant people Israel when the foundations are being destroyed, get married, fall in love, make babies, farm, make crops. Oh no! I, absolutely, and, and so, I'm and not that's saying why, we should I, be sackcloth and ashes. Yes, I'm just not, simply not to saying say there's never a time no. for sackcloth and ashes, no, no. But, th- but it's not nearly as prevalent as maybe some of us think either. I, I agree, but you see my point about, like, our fall, not because we're special, but because the, we are unique. The, the, the 20th to 21st century prosperity could make the fall, the bottoming out, look much different mm-hmm. than the previous bottoming outs of Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair? That is fair. Yeah. Because of our means. We we put this thing on autopilot, meaning and we there, don't there, self-assess as quickly. Meaning there there never is an ash heap to history. There's just essentially a walking dead. We're just walking yeah. around from experience to experience, sensation to sensation, orgasm to orgasm, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Nothing meaningful happens. Then we take our last breath. We wake up one day and what we, and the next thing we take our last breath and the next time we wake mm-hmm. up, we're in hell and we're like, how the hell did this yeah. happen? And, and to go, Is that sort of what yeah. I hear you describing? And, and now I, I go back to Aaron's word. You, you just, he described it. It's mas- masturbatory. Yeah. That's it. So like we talked about so much of media nowadays is writing content for other media. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the equivalent. We're just living for our, our own selves, right? I mean, the purpose of human life. What's the purpose of human life? To glorify God. That's its ultimate purpose. Short of that, we will then live to glorify who? Ourselves. 
Well, for living the glory, similar to what you said about if you teach these kids, you do you, self-actualization, and you you let them, you don't let the lion out of its cage. You keep the lion locked up. You let you open Pandora's box instead. This is what you get. This is human nature, unbridled. This is you told them you do you, and that's what they did. They let they let their fallen hearts out into the open shamelessly and put it on social media. That's what I hear you saying. We're kind of doing. Yeah, we're kind of saying. Well, we're just gonna live for ourselves. Just pass on another layer of debt to our kids. We're just gonna eat, drink, and be merry yeah. for tomorrow we die. Yeah. And to that point, I think God has always it, he he's always I know he's always worked that way, but in ways and that um, I think we don't necessarily. Uh, think about when you look in the Old Testament, God did not invent animal sacrifice. Animal sacrifice was going on for various reasons and various means before. And ultimately, I think I've always interpreted that, that God in a fashion did what you just got done talking about. He says, oh, this it was the, back then it was the version of living my truth. You mm-hmm. do you. Okay. Let, let's see. Let's see where this goes. Let, let's see what that blood that you think is doing this because I've got something way cooler, way bigger to show you. Um, that's, isn't that all what he's always done with us? He's let, words, oh, he's let persist, us follow through. Yes. If, if, if this is what it's, it's my favorite scene of the Waltons. I've cited many times. Grandpa Zebediah Walt, Walton takes Jim Bob. He catches him yeah. buying lung yeah, yeah. darts yeah. down at the corner store. Yeah. So he goes down there and buys every cotton pick and heater that they are yeah. selling. Takes him up to the top of Walton's Mountain and says, hey, you want to put this poison in your body? You're going to smoke every yeah. last one yeah. of them. I'm going to let you choke on it. That's kind of what you're talking well, about. Isn't that, the, isn't that the most obvious reason why a, a chosen people would be up to their elbows in animal blood for century after century after century because God is is long-suffering and is going to make this point with them come hell or high water, particularly if he's got to sacrifice his son at the end of the game. Because one of the things I find fascinating is, too, about this story is after the first one or two athletes were busted, right? Don't you think like every other athlete would have scrubbed their Twitter accounts, would have said, crap, man. <laughs> Nobody but, did! But it's way bigger no, than that, but man. But Don't you, know you think why? after Penn State that maybe Ohio State would have learned something? Or Michigan or State, Michigan or State. Baylor. They don't learn, man. And you know why? Because it goes to what we said yesterday. Hypocrisy's not the problem. We keep what well, we keep calling hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is the human condition. Any Since I, at a basic level, anytime I tell a sinner... Not to sin, since I'm a sinner too, that means by some variation I am a what? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. So every priest, every pastor, every mom, every dad, any counselor, life coach, lawyer, doctor, judge, anybody of authority who's ever counseled people to get on the straight and narrow have themselves violated the straight and narrow, therefore they're hypocrites. Hypocrisy is not our problem. It's the lack of self-awareness. And you know what? Because I've been told you do you, I don't need self-awareness, right? I don't need self-awareness. I don't, I don't have to go scrub my Twitter account because I don't need self-awareness. Yeah, I'll, I, you know what? I practiced some self-awareness the other day. I am so tired of people yanking something I about, about, about Roy Moore out every time I say something. I just went over, went advanced search, just deleted them all. 
So I'm not, I am not giving you cannon fodder anymore. Especially because I'm sleeping pretty well at night by how I handled that. I don't know how I could have handled it any better given how difficult of a circumstance it was for me. So I'm going to practice a little self-awareness. I'm not going to just let you pull that out on me every time now. I'm just going to get rid of it. They're gone, scrubbed, gone. Where's the self-awareness with these, with these players? Weren't they like, well, they busted that guy. You know, I used to, you know, there's, I, I, I better go through. Why would you practice self-awareness when you believe you do you? When you believe you're basically good? You wouldn't be concerned about opening up yourselves, yourself to weak spots, opening up you know, uh, vulnerabilities to people. When you think you're basically good and you do you is the moral code, there are no vulnerabilities. There are no weak they, spots. They think My humi- temptations yeah. are great. They think My struggles are great. Weakness. That's who I am. Right. I don't even get a political constituency to say that that absolutely is, that, that's, 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 I was born that way. Nothing I can do about it now. That's what I hear you saying, right? Yep. Aaron, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is um, either God is God or you're God. And when you're God, which I think a lot of people uh, see themselves as, whether um, it's not stated explicitly, uh, but it is stated by the way that they live, which is my truth is my truth, and it's better than your truth. What they're saying is, I am God, because only God, only some transcendent moral force, or or uh, a subject, or su- only some a transcendent moral force can dictate what is good mm-hmm. and evil. So either you're God or God is God, and when you're God, everything is subjective, and that when when everything is subjective chaos ensues and when and that's what we see every day isn't it not on social media it's just chaos day after day so to wrap this up if you guys don't mind i'm going to do the final thought and when i tell you what it is i think you'll be like yeah that's how we need to end this this is what providence looks like as you are talking aaron dave weigel of the washington post tweets Democrats have been renaming their Jefferson Jackson fundraising dinners all over the country because of the concerns of the racial records of those presidents. So they've been renaming them Kennedy Clinton. Yeah. (laughs) And now the Me Too movement has happened. So the New Hampshire Democratic Party has to rename their their fundraising dinner a second time. And it's now the Eleanor Roosevelt dinner. I guarantee you right now, someone is doing a LexisNexis search on everything and anything Eleanor Roosevelt ever said or did. Right? Yeah. That's the game. Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you get a chance, if you have a few moments, click subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. If you have an extra few moments, leave us a positive review if you like what we do. Many of you have done that already, and thank you. But if more and more of you would do that, it really helps us to grow this podcast and others see that it's growing. CRTV.com, promo code DACE until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.